This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we're talking about something that maybe lots of you need to hear about. And that is why you should consider ditching the launch. Why would you do that when launching can work to get your your product, your service, your package, your mastermind visible? And today I'm going to be joined by Rose Radford, who is a business strategist and coach, helping many women to totally up-level and sell high tickets. So a little clue there about what we're going to be talking today. So hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Rose. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. So where and why does someone start with deciding to ditch their launch process? (laughs) I love that question. And you should absolutely be asking that, right? Because for many people, for many coaches, consultants, experts in the online space, launching is how they sell their services, their products, right? Whether it's a challenge launch, a webinar launch, a video series launch, we've got all the launches that you see online, right? And in reality, what we're actually seeing is that launching, it can be a really unsustainable way to grow a business. And if we look at the big coaches in the online space, or kind of people that you will recognize as names in the online space, the vast majority of them don't create their seven, eight, or even nine figure income with launches. They're using an entirely different marketing and sales method that allows them to make create clients, make payments every single day. And that creates a more sustainable way of growing their business. And the, the alternative to launching is what we call evergreen. And that's why you're really able to sign new clients, receive new payments every single day. And for those coaches, consultants, or anybody who's in the online space wanting to really scale past six figures to multi-six and seven figures, moving into more of an evergreen way of marketing and selling allows you to do that with so much more ease versus the launching method, which can be so exhausting, unpredictable, and really unsustainable for the vast majority of people. Okay, so hands up, I have done launches where I've put a lot of effort in. I've been pretty burnt out afterwards. I've had to take some time out to recover. But the plus side of that is that increased visibility. And sometimes what's mm-hmm. happened for me, well, whilst on paper, the launch has not had as much success. I've not had as many signups as I would have liked. That hurts, that wounds the ego. Mm-hmm. What has been a knock-on effect of that visible launch is that people have then come to me for high-level one-to-one services. What you're talking about then, where you skip the launch, you ditch it, it's out of the way, What does this look like in terms of getting, approaching, retaining, attracting clients? Yeah, I actually find I sign more clients when I'm in evergreen mode versus launching mode. And so like, for instance, last week, we had four new clients join my different programs. And that was just in a normal week of me going live once a week, talking to my community on Instagram and the DMs, showing up in my Facebook group, creating normal content. And that's just like the baseline sort of activity that you're doing in an evergreen situation. But the the core piece to an evergreen marketing strategy is having that one really, really good funnel that's very high converting that allows you to bring new people in, like hold new people into your community, warm them up, and then convert them into one of your programs. And you can do that consistently 
all year round, um, which allows you to make sales all year round as well. So it doesn't mean that you're no longer visible. You're just visible in slightly different ways. You're not out there doing a challenge launch. You're not out there doing a video series launch. You're just more around building that kind of omnipresence on a consistent basis and really cultivating your community every single week. So I think there's two things to mention here. So one is that you have a strong funnel. And not everyone will understand exactly what that is as a instead of a nurture sequence that just does something. And you have offers that are high ticket. So there's two issues here. One, not understanding what goes into a funnel. So I'd love it if you could share a little bit about maybe what's in your funnel or what's yeah. in client funnels that you've worked with. And also how people can have the courage to go high ticket mm-hmm. when potentially they're finding it hard to sell something that is lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two great questions. Okay. Evergreen funnel. Let's go there first. So a typical, really simple evergreen funnel can very much look like having a what's typically termed as a webinar training in there that's available on demand at any time. We're fairly familiar with what a webinar is. Typically, I'll also call this like a masterclass or private training call. But basically a video in there that is then leading somebody to take the next action. If they're the right fit, if they're kind of resonating with what you're saying, they'll then take the next step with you, which is either to buy your thing or apply, book that call. And then that continues on into the next bit of the funnel. Now, the training is kind of the core of the funnel, but there's a lot of things that need to happen beforehand and afterwards to make sure you're attracting in the right sort of people and then also seeing that conversion on the back end as well. So yeah, there'll be email nurture sequences in there. There's also some really smart things you can do with Facebook retargeting. Also in the DMs, we're using a lot of really great personalized organic outreach as well. Once it's kind of, once people are in our funnel, we're able to kind of get really personalized with them, which is great. That creates more conversion too. Is that being done through bots or is that being done in personal DMs? That's personal DMs. So yeah, that's typically my team or me, but we have obviously systems and processes in place for that to kind of do that at scale. And yeah, that like, most people aren't doing that. Let's be honest. Most people aren't in there nurturing relationships and then invite people to take the next step through that as well. Having had that person already view a video that makes them fully understand what you offer, how you help them, and whether it's even relevant to them in the first place. So that's like the high level version of, of the Evergreen Funnel. So I'm going to just ask a couple of questions on that for listeners. So is this predominantly happening as a result of Facebook ads? And if it is, what kind of percentage spend versus conversion are we talking about? Because yeah. people right at the beginning who aren't using Facebook ads get really scared about what seemingly looks like something very expensive. Those mm-hmm. of us who are used to it know that it converts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So I have like a three-pronged approach to audience building or lead generation. And the first is all organic. The second is partnership traffic. And the third is paid traffic. So the Facebook, Instagram ads piece is only one of the three pieces ultimately when it comes to lead generation. Um, The organic side of things is really what you're probably already doing on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, like the general organic stuff you're doing. You're just sending people down a certain funnel when you're doing that activity that's going to allow them to understand more about what you do and how you can help them. Your paid So the partnership side of things is about leveraging other people's audiences. So for instance, we'll be sharing a a lead magnet at the end of this session today, right? That's part of the the partnership traffic to your funnel. And then obviously then you got paid. Now in terms of the profitability on paid, yeah, you can put $500 into a funnel. And if you've got your numbers right, you can expect 5,000, even more off the back of that. Just depends on like what your funnel looks like and what the conversion is like too. But if you know you'll put $500 in there and expect $5,000 off the back of it, of course, you're going to spend that money. 
just takes a bit of time to gather that data and have that certainty. And that does come, that's part of the the testing that you do when you're building a funnel. A funnel isn't perfect from the day it's built. You have to just tweak and test and refine. Have you found then with a masterclass where you aren't physically getting people to come on a Thursday at eight o'clock, have you found that there is a, a right and a wrong length webinar for something that is consumed at somebody else's timing? Yeah, the length really doesn't matter, we found. It's more around the storyline, the offer. And yeah, I mean, you can play around with the length, of course. If you wanted to test stuff, and we're constantly testing, we're just relaunching a new version of the Evergreen webinar funnel right now. It's always testing. So we can beat what we've already had. But for some people, long webinars work really well because it's more of a slower considered purchase. And for others, people find short webinars are much stronger. We aim for usually something around 45 to 60 minutes as a starting point though. And in a funnel like that, what kind of rates should you expect that someone signs up and then they watch the whole thing? How many people are actually going from signing up for the thing to Mm -hmm. actually watching the whole thing? Yeah. So there's kind of two buckets of people at this stage. There is people that will sit there and watch it all the way through. And there's others that will literally expect the link to be in their inbox and they'll go and watch it later. And so you either need, well, you need two approaches then. It's making sure you're catching people that are expecting it in their inbox afterwards and sending that email sequence, as well as some of the retargeting things you can do too. But we've also seen that evergreen webinar funnels are attended between 20 and 30% more so if you're doing it live, you end up with a lower attendance rate. But if it's instant access, people will just sit there and watch it because it's right there. And, in front they're, of them. and they're ready. They are yeah. ready to consume. They are in that moment saying, I want this. You've caught them at the moment that they're interested. And it's not having to go into a diary for much later on. Okay, so in terms then of bringing people to the point where they want to purchase from you, so you, you can ditch the launch because you're going to get better results. How do you start with deciding you're going to up your prices? Where I find a lot of people struggle here is that they haven't actually articulated the value of their offer clearly enough yet. And if you don't feel really confident and certain about the outcome and the value that you are delivering in any given coaching program or anything else, of course, you're going to feel nervous about charging a higher ticket for it. Of course, you're going to want to stay in the low ticket land because it feels easier to be like, well, I'm not really sure what I'm selling here. So I'm just going to put it at 997 or something. And so when it comes to selling high ticket, it does push you to be more like stronger in your articulation of the value that you deliver, being more clear and more certain about that like thing that you're delivering with your client ultimately. And people feel kind of uncomfortable around that when you're kind of forced to get more specific. So the other big thing I find as well is that a lot of my clients at least come with a lot of value and experience and expertise from years gone by that they're not recognizing within themselves in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to charge high ticket if you don't really embody your own value in the first place. So really, it's a combination of, yes, articulating the value of what you do and putting that through your marketing and your messaging and your positioning. But it's also about the identity shift that has to happen within you as the entrepreneur too, so that you feel aligned and with integrity when it comes to charging high ticket, because it's about you being congruent with the value that you have and also the value that you're delivering with your clients too. So it's not about charging high ticket because you think you're worth it, but it's because you know the value of what you deliver as well. And you know the results of what you can give and you understand in the marketplace, the value of the information you have really does help people make that shift. So then in, in an evergreen funnel, it's not a lot of the time, I'm assuming that you're closing then on a call 
either with you or your team. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So it's not that everything is just switched off. It all just happens. And then, hey, presto, you've got someone paying 25K to be on your mastermind or your program and you've not spoken to them. There's still some vetting process going on. Yes, there is a call. However, I do have a low ticket group coaching program as well. So it's always interesting to see the difference between when the way we sell low ticket and the way we sell high ticket in my business. So the high ticket, yes, is more considered purchase. Usually they want to have a conversation with me. That's totally fine. That's expected. The low ticket though, we sell all in the DMs again. So there's no need for a call with that one at all. And that's really great. Like that gives us a lot more scalability then and being able to not need to have the call. So yeah, that can be sold in the DMs. Again, it's not like automated, but it's a lot easier. And what's interesting is that you have very clear offers. And I think this is one of the challenges for people who are fairly new in business. They don't fully understand their offers. So it's very hard then to convince somebody to purchase when you aren't clear yourself and you aren't clear about have you got enough experience to teach this thing. So I'd be curious then for you, Rose, to share with the listeners, what's brought you to this space? What's been your journey? Because you've Mm. not always been online, have you? No, I've only been online for the last three years. Previous to that, I was a strategy consultant at McKinsey. So strategy and business in general is definitely part of who I am. It's always been a theme for me. But I was doing it in corporates with CEOs and senior managers, helping them solve their most difficult business problems of the time. And I... (laughs) It's like... That didn't take too long for me to realize that being an entrepreneur is much more my vibe. My parents are entrepreneurs and I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. You'd think I would have twigged that earlier, but clearly it took for a bit of a beating through corporate life for me to figure that one out. Um, But yeah, business strategy has always been part of what I've done. I've actually been coaching entrepreneurs on and off since I was 19 years old without really realizing what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I used to do this at university and I've also coached entrepreneurs over in Kenya as well. So it's always been a theme of mine. However, I didn't realize you could get paid for this (laughs) until I met the online space as it is today. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I can actually get paid for the value that I can deliver somebody. And predominantly, who are you working with? What stage in their business are they at? Yeah, it really varies depending on which offer they're coming in at. But in my bootcamp, we work with brand new coaches and consultants who are just getting started with their online business. We help them sign the first two to five high value clients. And then my accelerator, which is one of the core programs in my business, is all about basically launching for the last, first and last time your a high ticket group coaching program and then turning that evergreen and really being able to create at least six figures typically in a year from one core offer with a very streamlined marketing process. And the freedom when you know what you're offering and that you don't have to keep creating from scratch, you don't have to constantly be in launch. It, mm. It's epic. And for, for those of you out there who you're feeling pressured in order to make money online that you have to do a launch, a challenge, you have to do live webinars. It's not the case necessarily. You do want to start being open to getting something on Evergreen. And just because it's Evergreen doesn't mean it has to be low cost. So for someone then who is thinking, actually, actually, I think I could really like having an Evergreen model for a high ticket. What would be the the top things for them to look out for as they're getting this started? So one of the biggest blocks I find people come across is the idea of, well, how am I going to get my client delivery to be evergreen? It's less about the marketing and it's more about like the actual, how does my program run if it's evergreen? These are often the questions that I get from a starting place. And really want to think about how can I have clients on board every single month in a really easy, flowy way without having to force cohorts, without having to force people down a passport at the same time. So 
starting there and being able to just streamline your program in an evergreen way will allow you to then have the marketing come in and, and really fit then the way you're delivering the program at the same time. So I just want to just delve into something there. So when you're talking about it being evergreen, it's not just that the launching of it, the rolling out of it is evergreen. You're looking at delivering a program, a high-end program with minimal contact. So that's quite Um, an enticing offer. (laughs) Yeah, there's minimal contact, I'd say. Okay, so to be really clear with this, it takes me about five hours a week to deliver my high-ticket group coaching program. So it's very spacious but it's also very high value for the actual client because a lot of the value comes from the curriculum. The value also comes from me being on calls with them twice a week, answering their question. The value also comes from being able to answer their questions in between those calls in the Facebook group. So there's a lot of very targeted support along the way that's very personalized, but it doesn't require hours and hours and hours of my time. It's quite spacious in that way. Mm. So yeah, in that sense, it's evergreen from that perspective. We are in a beautiful rhythm where we do the same thing every week pretty much, but also we can have a client join every single week. And that'd be totally fine. Things aren't going to break. My VA isn't going to be super stressed over that. Uh, We have streamlined automations and processes in place that make that person that you can't feel cared for, but also very set up for success. I think for those of you listening here are thinking, gosh, this is something I could really consider. What I would say is you do want to think about how you can evolve your programs, maybe something you currently offer so that having someone join at a particular time is not an issue because Mm. this allows you to grow and scale in so much more flow and ease. It takes that pressure off performance week, that challenge week, masterclass week, because we all know that we can launch something and then actually four weeks later, we meet someone who would be absolutely perfect for it, but they've missed that window. So what do you do with them? Do you say, oh, I'm not launching this program for another nine months because I've got other things planned in the calendar. And it always feels like that's just such a wasted opportunity. So what you're talking about is just opening that up. So where did, for you personally, where did you start with this? So I started with it. (laughs) I did things a little bit like, if everybody's doing that, I'm going to go the other way. So about 12, 13 months ago, I launched, I was fully booked one-on-one in my coaching business. I knew I had to scale somehow and not work so many hours. So that's when I launched my high ticket group coaching program at the time. And we have four people join, but that's enough for a group to get us started. And then I went immediately into evergreen delivery because I kind of already had the seed of the idea in my mind. I knew what evergreen delivery looked like. However, what I didn't quite crack at the time was the evergreen marketing side of things. So one random evening at 11 o'clock at night, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you just get your best ideas, like right before you to fall asleep, you try not to forget them. I had the idea to go and grab a training I'd done recently and stick it on a funnel and start driving traffic to it just to see, just to see what's going to happen. I then signed one new client every single week for eight, maybe nine weeks in a row. And I was like, whoa, okay, that worked. How can I make this even better? So that's when I was able to put the delivery together with the marketing being both evergreen. And that allowed me to then do six figures in, I think it was less than 10 months with one core offer. Now, what was interesting at the time, I actually switched off that funnel to go into a launch to launch a new low ticket group coaching program and had a great launch, 36K in revenue. It was really profitable, really fun. And I'm not ever not really talking from a place of I hate launches, they're really stressful. I've had really good launch experiences. It's just that Evergreen hands down wins every time in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So we did that launch back in July, August time last year and made loads of profit. It was great fun, loads of great new people into the program. So I decided to rinse and repeat that launch two or three months later. 
same 40 emails in that email sequence, same scripts, same videos, same challenge launch, complete rinse and repeat, doubled the ad spend, might as well. We know this thing works. We know the strategy yeah. works. Results, 11K. Less than a third of the revenue was made in implementing exactly the same strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're running a business that is dependent on the launch method, you are literally risking your revenue by continuing to launch because it's so unpredictable. We've been in a similar similar situation last year. And I think particularly with lockdown, suddenly people who would ordinarily have purchased suddenly got really careful and considered yeah. with their purchases. And, and that's challenging. That's challenging when you know you've got a great product. That's challenging when you're expecting a certain amount of revenue to come in. Mm. Uh, for me, the learning in that was, okay, I want to go high ticket in other areas yeah. of the business. So for those of you who are thinking, well, if it's high ticket, I've got to give so much more of myself. I've got to give so much more time. I just want to share with you that often that isn't the case because the people who will purchase a high ticket offer want to be surrounded by other people who are going all in with a high ticket offer. They will Mm. be more attentive. They will be a better quality of client. Generally, they'll get better results because they're not tiptoeing on the edge. They've already gone all in by purchasing with you, investing with you. And that's a really fascinating thing to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you can kind of think, well, if I just sell this thing for $19, loads of people are going to want it. But actually, the results you get are never going to be the same as if you launch something that's much, yeah. much, much higher value. So I would just get you to, if you're listening, to start questioning, what more could I be charging? And what difference would it make to my business and to mm-hmm. my own confidence if I was booking clients at that level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Chances and you're so you're right. Leaving, chances are you're leaving money on the table. Big time. Yeah, there are high ticket clients in your audience right now, even if you have a very small audience. Chances are you're just not speaking to them in your content or even offering a high ticket offer, right? Like they're always going to be high ticket clients waiting for you to offer something that's really high value. They're excited to come and work with you in. Okay, so final question then, Rose. So for someone who knows that through launching, that really helps with your visibility, what would you say to someone then that they maybe need to consider if they decide to ditch the launch? Keep showing up. No need to not do your lives. We do at least one live every week at the moment on Instagram. The interesting thing is every time I go live on Instagram, I get a call booked into the calendar. So it's about doing the right content in the right way as well. Keep showing up in terms of like getting on podcasts like this, right? You don't have to just depend on launches to get visible. You can get visible strategically every single week. Yeah, so I'm just going to do a nice little segue into our brand new podcast, Booking Boutique, which you can find out about at thepodcastagency.com. As I'm live broadcasting this, I know that that website is actually going live tomorrow. So if you all guys head over there today, if you're watching, uh, that's a sneaky peek. And the rest of you who are listening to this on the podcast, uh, it will have been live for a little while, but we are now actively matching people up to follow a strategy where you are getting to meet the right hosts to get in front of the right audience so that you can potentially people use podcasting as their entire launch for a funnel. And, you know, without having the masterclass even that you can just take people through and into your funnel that way. Anyway, I digress. Thank you so much for coming on today, Rose. And I hope that those of you listening or watching are just going to get a bit curious about what it would mean for you to go high ticket and to have an evergreen offer. For me, I love the ease and the flow and making things a little bit more simple. (laughs) That's it. Thank you for joining us today. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. 
to get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.